Hey guys, uh, this is an irregular episode. I wasn't necessarily planning on recording today after some pretty unfortunate events that happened early this morning, but uh, Saturdays are sort of my creative days, and uh, I've been working the majority of the day on um, on a comic that I've been working on on and off for a month or two. And, um, well... I was downstairs chopping vegetables, you know, just helping around around the house, um, listening to some podcasts, and, uh, well, uh, my, my favorite podcast is Hey Do You Remember? It's a large part of why I wanted to start podcasting, so, um, they, they all, they're, they're often very comedic, and, uh, they're, they're well thought out, certainly, but a lot of it's very comedic and uh, not super structured, not super professional. But sometimes uh, they'll deal with emotional stuff. That happens sometimes. It comes up. And um, they're talking about how it's important to provide a counterpoint to like the social media generation where everything's happy, everything's awesome. Look at this new thing I did. Look at this new thing I bought. Look where I am. Look at all these smiling faces. And they're saying, obviously, you can't be like that all the time. So they're hoping to provide a counterpoint sometimes when stuff gets tough um, so that people can know they're not alone in not always feeling like that Instagram best self that we project to the world. So I thought maybe I could try that because um, this morning we had to put down my dog Rocco. Not the one that I yell out yell at when he's in the studio. Um, I guess yell probably isn't the right word. Let's go with playfully tease. Um, but uh, he was 16 years old. Had a lot of problems. He was going lame. Um, he had arthritis. He was blind. He was pretty much deaf too. Um, but he was still super sharp. He was one of those old people who retains their mind, and he still had the personality that he had when he was a puppy. He really didn't change that much. And, I mean, obviously he slowed down a lot, but it still seemed like he hardly slowed down. He was still really energetic, really crazy, really loud, and so we kept him going for a really long time. Um, and so the last couple of days, there were some problems that uh, arose that we hadn't seen before. And last night, he was inconsolable. My mom came in at, um, at oh shoot, it was like 11.30 maybe. I was reading a book with, uh, with the podcast dog, Lucky, that's his name. And uh, she asked me if I could take Rocco because she and my dad couldn't sleep. Um, Rocco was just freaking out, so I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take him, and uh, I'll just, I'll just take them both. You guys just sleep for tonight." Um, so it took me a while, but I finally got him settled. I sort of just laid there and read with him while he started, you know, pacing around me, and then eventually, I guess, calmed down enough that he was sleeping. And then I woke up. He was barking. It was like one thirty in the morning. Uh, we, my, my dog and I had barely been asleep for like an hour at that point. So 
I tried all kinds of things. I took him out. I tried to make him drink. I tried to make him eat. You know, anything I could think of that he might need. I gave him treats. I gave him, like, calming medicine. We have these little, like, lick packets where, like, he can squeeze out this little sauce. It's, it's usually meant to be put on food. But um, sometimes they'll just be good and, like, lick it out of the package for you. Uh, not a great description, but I think you get what I mean. And um, nothing was really working. And then the other dog woke up, and so I had Rocco and Lucky, and I was trying to balance them both. I couldn't figure it out, and I finally got lucky to go back to sleep, but Rocco just wouldn't go back to sleep. So I took him out again. He went, um, he he peed and everything, and he came back inside, took a drink, and then he finally started to settle down, and I was like, okay, great. Finally, I can go to sleep. We'll figure this out in the morning. I mean, it was going to be a relatively big day. I mean, I had chores around the house. I wanted to work on my comic, maybe record a podcast. Originally not meant to be how this is going to turn out, but, um, and then, uh, my aunt's coming over later, and my girlfriend's coming over to meet her, and my aunt's, like, staying the night before she goes back upstate tomorrow morning, um, and I just generally have been staying up really late, uh, these past couple of nights, you know, high on coffee, and just going crazy, and writing, and drawing, and just doing all these things that I've been filling my nights with, but tonight I was like, I kind of just want to get to bed, so I wasn't super happy with Rocco, and like I said, he's been going for 16 years, and I described all the problems with him, but like I said, he was still him, so he would have rough days, even rough weeks, and he'd bounce back, like right we're like, oh man, we might have to take him back to the vet, this might be time, and then we'd wake up the next morning, and he would be totally fine, like, a hundred percent fine. Actually, the day before the first date with my girlfriend was one of those occasions where I was downstairs in the living room sleeping with him, and my parents were upstairs, and I just, it was, he, he was my responsibility for the night, and he was not doing good. And when I woke up, it was like 6.30, and he wasn't with me, and I looked around, and there he is. He's just like running around the kitchen like a crazy mutt, and like, okay, he, he's suddenly fine. So crisis averted, and that happened a lot of times, but it seemed pretty clear that this time that wasn't going to be the case, eventually. But at first, I don't think I really felt like that. I think I was still expecting it to be kind of a thing where he'd wake up if he actually ever went to sleep, and he'd be okay. And so I was getting really frustrated. It's like 2.30 in the morning, I'm tired, my dad is up now because he couldn't sleep, and so we're down there, we're both trying to get him to settle down. And we can't. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm increasingly frustrated. I'm tired. You know, I was at work all day. It was just like, you know, like, leave me alone. Let me go to sleep. Can you just settle down, please? Um, and then uh, my, my mom and dad took him. And they let me go back to bed with Lucky. And then it was 4.50, 4.56, and my mom was shaking me awake. And she was like, we're going to take Rocco to the emergency room. She was crying, and she said, we're going to take Rocco to the emergency room. Do you want to come? And of course I did, so I took Rocco out of my, or, sorry, took Lucky out of my bed and set him down and grabbed my shoes, and we drove, like, uh, like 
25 minutes to the nearest like vet emergency room for him. And this has been a staple of all of our animals that have passed. Um, all except for one that we've had to put down. It's been here, so this is not a place of very happy memories. And uh, it took a lot of deliberation to check up with the doctor. Um, a lot of tears, but eventually we decided it would be best if we put him down. So we came back home. And it was about 6.30 by then. My parents had to had to go to work. My mom ended up coming home early. Um, but, uh, but it was, it was horrible. It's never, it's never fun to see your mom or your dad cry. Especially my dad, at least for me. My dad is really, really strong. And I do not like to see him upset because that makes me upset, you know? I like to be strong like my dad, and so when dad's not strong enough, that's a pretty good sign that things are not great. Um, and, you know, my mom was a wreck. I was a bit of a wreck, but I was still trying to be responsible and be practical and be like, okay, how are we going to go through the day? Because, I mean, this sucks and grief is horrible, but you know, there's still, we still have responsibilities, we still have plans, we still have stuff to take care of around the house, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep myself together, and I'm glad that I did that, it's very valuable, I'd rather have other things to focus on, like cutting vegetables, or reading, or putting together a comic that I've been saying I'll have done for months, it, it really helps, you know, to, to take the edge off to a certain degree, it's still crazy that the house is so quiet, but it's, I'm at least distracted enough, you know, and it's only the little things that are really bothering me. I'm not curled up in a ball, um, which would be the worst case scenario, I guess, for me. Uh, I kind of wrapped myself into one of those tangents where I've worked a long way around from where I began, and I don't necessarily remember, I think I wanted to tie it into something that I was saying in the beginning, but I can't think of it now, so I guess I'll just kind of, I'll kind of tell you what I'm trying to say with all this, I guess. Um, I was really frustrated, like I said, with Rocco, because I was sleep-deprived, he's going crazy, and he's 16 years old, and like I said, he's changed a little, but not a lot. And so this is, you know, that's, it gets annoying sometimes, especially when you just really want one thing, and, you know, he's the only thing that's like, no, pay attention to me, I'm going crazy here. And I think that's how I was regarding it, but, I mean, it it didn't end well, so... And then in the last couple of, of moments with him, you, you got to rush to reconcile and, and pet him and make sure he loves you and he, he knows that you love him, whatever, that, that kind of thing. But that bond is still shared. And it wasn't like I was doing anything. It's just like it's it feels amplified when you're exasperated. And then like three hours later, he's not in your life and will never be again. So it just feels extra shitty that even if you were just like 
go lay down. It's time to lay down. Please lay down. You know, you're like kind of tripping him and being like, hey, isn't this nice? And like arranging him to lay down and like, come on, please just lay down. And just, it's, it on any other day, it wouldn't feel so bad, but it, today it does. And, uh, and I understood why. And I tried to keep a good perspective and say, look, it's, you know, it was a different mindset. You didn't see it coming. And, and obviously, I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel great still. So I, I got to thinking and, uh, I was, I was listening to the podcast, like I said, and one of the other topics I touched on, um, the host was talking about his, uh, his routines and stuff and how he discovered them and how they'd help him keep like a centered focus throughout the day and how it kind of structured his life and kept him stable. And uh, I think I want to try some of those things because they sounded really helpful and really orienting. And uh, I think they could serve to make me a stronger person. And another thing I'd like to try, this is something that my parents and I have been doing since I was a little, little kid. We never pray. Um, not together, at least. We we don't pray. and um, But we do gratefuls every night before bed. All together, we all go around. And uh, it used to be three things we're each grateful for from that day, or that week, or whatever. Uh, it's evolved into... One thing we're grateful for, the highlight of our day, and one thing we're looking forward to the next day. So I think I'm going to do that on a, on the podcast every episode. I think that trying to reconcile the fact of how grateful I was for Rocco, and despite how crazy and annoying he could be sometimes, that's everything you love. That's every everyone, everything, like... It can be something big to, like, when you have a fight with a girlfriend or um, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, any family member, parent, whatever. Or when your dogs are driving you crazy and not letting you sleep. But then the next day, they're just being super cute and so nice. And you're like, oh, God, but you're just the most lovable thing. Or even something small, like some sort of franchise or or some sort of pop culture something that you like where a particular entry comes out it makes you really angry but then something else comes out and reminds you why you loved it and all of that is really important the highs and the lows make make the highs higher and when the lows feel lower you have to remind yourself of the of the highs and i know that's trite and i know so many people have said it before but it's just really important, and I wanted to get on the mic and tell you this story and introduce the fact that um, of the gratefuls and me trying to sort of restructure myself and look at who I am and who I'd like to be as a creative person and just as a person. And I think one of those is something I've prided myself on since I was a little kid, Christmas has never been my favorite holiday, neither has Easter, neither has Halloween, because in my opinion, our culture has transformed almost every holiday into um, an excuse for the gimmies. My parents used to call that um, when you're like in a store and you, like a toy store or whatever, and you see stuff and you're like, oh my god, I just want to 
grab everything. I need it all. And they're like, you got the guineas. And uh, we didn't have enough money to fuel that crazy habit. So you can get one thing and that's it. You don't need all the things. That's kind of the gist of it. And the guineas are something that become really prevalent when it's Halloween. You're like, oh, what candy do I want? Or it's Easter and it's like, oh, I hope I get money in my eggs. Or I hope I get candy or this or that. Or it's like uh, Christmas when you know, you're making your list. And the first thing people ask little kids is like, well, what did you ask for for Christmas? You're always asking for something. And maybe that's not the point of the holiday. But they've transformed into that steadily over the years to the point where that's the focus more than what the actual holiday is supposed to be about. But I think the only holiday we haven't ruined like that, because it's the least popular holiday, is Thanksgiving. It's the only holiday where we specifically dedicate a whole day to giving thanks. And yes, I understand that it has become a big thing of like the Macy's Parade and eating a lot of food and all kinds of stuff. But to me, it's still isn't as materialistic as the other holidays have become and it's always been my favorite for that reason and not just that but it's a more intimate family gathering you don't have the pretense of one can we open presents it's like we're gonna eat food and we're gonna have a nice conversation and then we're all gonna chill out and just be thankful that we're super full and it's you know it's a great time of communion and I think that's something my parents imbued in me because they taught me that opinion and it's something I've agreed with and formed into my own over the years. And the three gratefuls is a large part of who I am. And so I have always prided myself on being grateful for what I have. So in days like these where you lose something important to you, where I think that being grateful becomes especially evident, and I think that I was grateful for Rocco and for everything that he gave me as, you know, as a companion, as a funny distraction, as a bonding method with my parents and family members and friends. You know, we could all be like, oh, look at this cute dog. He's so crazy. What's he going to do now? But I don't know if I was as grateful as I could have been. I don't know if I appreciated him as much as I could have or should have. So, we only have one left, right? And we've all made a mutual decision as a family that we're going to be done for a while. We've been through um I think it started with Monkey who was a oh, I can't remember. I want to say ferret, but it's not a ferret. It's something something else but and then we had two cats and then we had our three dogs and I have had frogs and fish over the years um and so we've ha- we've accumulated a lot of pets and we've decided that after it's all said and done we're going to take a break not forever maybe but at least for a while it's a very daunting task and it's very all-consuming for a while, so it'd be nice to have a break, in a way, even though that sounds very macabre. But, um, yeah, I think that's the gist, is that I only have one more chance 
to really make a super big imprint on an animal's life and to really let me let him know how much he means to me and how appreciative I am of him and everything that he does and like how awesome he is and cute and funny and whatever and obviously you know you can't communicate that through words because they don't necessarily understand but there's other ways to do that and I think that I want to make that a focus for myself um, while we still have him because it's things like this that not only make you realize what you have to be grateful for and that maybe you should have been more grateful for it it also makes you aware of your own impermanence and the impermanence of everyone and everything around you and that's crazy to realize but I think the best way to be impermanence is to appreciate it while it's appreciate whatever it is while it's there so that it continues to make an impact on you and the world around you after it's gone. So I think uh, I've said my two cents. This was a little longer than I intended it to be. I gotta go downstairs and cook some kale now. But um but I hope maybe that helped some some people listening. Maybe you got something from this episode. I'm not sure. If you started listening to it and didn't like the somber tone and jump ship, I completely understand. This is not as comedic or as uh, lighthearted as most of my episodes. And I promise that uh, episode 7 will be super fun again. Uh, but for right now, this is how I feel. And I just wanted to provide a different perspective than I usually give on this mic, so, and, um, yeah, just, uh, just be grateful, and, and, uh, love what you have, why you have it, because, well, you, you already, you already know, you get the gist, uh, so, I will see you in the next episode, it'll probably be at least a week, I'm not sure about topic yet, but, um, you have any questions or any anything or comments whatever you can um you can email me at movies and more pod at gmail.com or hit me up on instagram at giovanni and shirley 21 i'd be happy to share other stories or help you with certain things that i've learned about animals and about uh gratefuls and um and yeah thanks for listening I'll, i'll see you in the next one